0: Boomtron. 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 Boomtron you're never gonna move on, Netflix OGs get your groove on, we talk about it all we could be wrong, kill the better views like a damn gore again. Boomtron bet you're never gonna move on, just a few guys talking about the originals, yo pick your favorite show we can put it on, we know it all so nothing's atypical.
1: and welcome to the boomtron podcast episode 29 and a half we're joined by me diego amy mark and we're taking a pause from netflix we're seeing what's on the other side of the couch today we got some apple tv stuff we got some paramount plus some amazon prime do we have any hulu any hulu this time
0: um, I don't think
2: so. No, I don't think so. Oh, I Disney just, Plus.
1: We got Disney Plus. Yes. Oh, yeah. So right. let's jump right into it. Who wants to get the ball rolling here today?
2: Um. So I'll start. Um. And Mark, I think you watched a couple episodes of this too. I've been watching The Wilds. Yeah. Um, and it is – so it's um, – I actually Googled if you liked Panic and Cruel Summer – what should I watch? And hmm. when I did that, I, it told me that I should watch The Wilds. And so it's on Amazon Prime. And it starts out, like I'm not going to go into super depth, but it's it starts out with this group of girls who wind up, group of teenage girls that wind up waking up on a desert island. And it turns out that their plane crashed. And they are on a deserted island and have to figure out, you know, how, how to survive until they get rescued, um, which, you know, I felt like is a story that I've seen before. So I wasn't really sure how much I was going to like it, but I was going to I was going to hold strong. And the more I watched, the more I was super intrigued by this show um, because Every episode focuses on a different girl, right? So each episode gives us the backstory of one of the girls and then shows, you know, the connections that they're making on the island and how they're trying to get along. And it seems like they all believe that they were being sent to some kind of relaxation camp in Hawaii um, because they've all been dealing with some kind of trauma or drama or something in their lives so they're all kind of going to heal um so you know that they all have some baggage that they're bringing with them not literal because that i'll wash out to see um <laughs> but they, it just I, I i thought it was really interesting but then as i keep go ahead mark
0: well i was just gonna say, say uh, I, I googled if you liked lost and sisterhood of the traveling pants and uh, no i'm just kidding but no. uh <laughs> the, the so you premise, see it as that though well yeah the whole premise to me was very sort of lost focused because uh-huh. uh, it had the the flash forwards the flashbacks and then the present time stories and again like that that episodic focus on one single character usually culminating in a big reveal at the end of the episode via a yeah. flashback that yeah. was all for me very lost uh, as in the show not I lost it but um, right yeah <laughs> uh, what I did lose was I felt like these girls, as narrators, were really sort of basic. Like, you know, the, the very, very first girl, I'm, I can't remember if it was, which one it was. What Leah. her name was first. Leah, 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 thank first. you. She's like, you think this was traumatic? Nothing's as traumatic as high school. Uh, I mean, like, I was going, come on. Yeah, uh, you know? yeah so there that was, was a
2: little cheesy.
0: But, to your point... At the end of her episode, when they showed the first reveal about what this island really was and, and that the retreat was really happening, that cooked me. I was like, okay, that's a twist I wasn't ready for. And so I was right. willing to kind of put up with the silly to get to the the, the dark underbelly.
2: Right. And and so, and again, we're not going to go into huge spoilers, but I am going to give you a little spoiler here. This show reminded me a lot of, and of course not until I found out what was happening, of the Maze Runner. Um because what this is, is it's a big experiment. Mm-hmm. These girls, their plane didn't crash. Um, there was a crash simulation and they are literally being watched on this island because there's this woman who uh, apparently lost her job at a university where she, because she wanted to go big and go bold with her research on how she believes that females when faced with difficulties will be able to create a kinder, gentler society than men can. And so this is like the premise of her thesis, but she couldn't prove it unless she actually had females in a situation where they had to kind of create, you know, it's also Lord of the Flies, um, Mm -hmm. but with girls, right? Where they have to create a society in which they can, not a society, but create, their own lives and survival here and so watching that piece of it too and and they keep telling you that there's a mole like there's somebody on the island actually there's two people on the island who are working with the researcher but you don't know who they are and so the whole time i'm i'm sure it's this one girl i'm like oh it's it's her i know it's got to be her i know it's got to be her um and then when i find out who one of them is i was like oh and then in the, like, second to last episode, I find out who the other one and was, and I was like, what? No, there's no way. I would never have picked that. And so I thought they did a really good job at kind of deflecting, like, who knew what and who was who. And this girl, Leah, the whole time, she's so sure that... Somebody knows something. She's like, this isn't an accident. This isn't an accident. Somebody knows something. And everyone just keeps telling her, you're crazy. And so she starts becoming crazy on the island because she just knows that something's up. And Mm -hmm. everybody tells her that she's wrong. And... You know, different things happen that the researchers hadn't planned for. And then, so now, like, at one point, they catch these mussels. And they, you know, are supposed to be eating, like, you know, berries and stuff on the island. But they haven't found those. But this one girl goes fishing, and she catches mussels. And every single girl on the island winds up getting super sick. Two of them almost die. Um, and you know, the researchers are like, oh, uh, well, we hadn't planned for that. And, you know, they're trying to figure out how they're going to deal with this. And it was just, I, I found it fascinating and I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Um, what did you like? Mark, did you, did you like it? Did you, would you recommend it? Because I would recommend, again, people who like that young adult stuff, people who like, um, a little bit of, of intrigue with it. Diego, it reminded me, do you remember? Do you remember that series that we watched? Oh, God, it might have even been last summer. Um, but we watched that series about those kids that went to that high school, and somebody—I don't know if somebody was killing somebody. It ended up Je- on the um, roof.
1: Oh, uh, Control Z.
2: It might have been Control Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when we like there was the um,
1: the hacker the, and the, whatnot.
2: Yes, there was like the auditorium, and they were like showing somebody's stuff up on yep. the screen. It reminded me a lot of that, um, good. so it was good. I, I I really recommend Diego. I think you'd really like it, and I think anybody who likes any of those other kind of shows, I think they would like it too. Mark, would you agree with that?
0: Yeah. Well, so I left it midstream to go look oh, at yeah, some yeah. some of the other stuff that we were going to talk about today. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go back. To be honest with you, I mean, oh. I. I didn't hate, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it, but there were just so many other things I think I kind of wanted from it that it didn't give me. That I, I feel like I feel like I might just go and like Wikipedia the rest of the show to see how it ended. And don't even on. bother, bro. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're not gonna. You don't have to lie to Amy to make her feel good, man. It's okay. You can tell her just no.
0: You can just tell her Nobody no. Nobody
2: else on this podcast cares about my feelings.
1: So. I've known
0: Amy for 40 years. I can't just tell her no. <laughs> no that's, fair, true. that's a good point. <laughs> all right. fine. All right. All right. Well, Mark, right. what did you watch then? Well, so uh, I changed the channel over to Paramount Plus. And when I say change the channel. Nobody changes the channel anymore. That's like an anachronism. But uh, I, I went down to Paramount Plus uh, for Infinite, the new Mark Wahlberg movie. Um, and I, Oh, he's so dreamy, right, Amy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, Mark Don't
2: be snarky. He is <laughs> so dreamy.
0: That's true. Mr. Amy Baza, Mark Wahlberg. Um, <laughs> yeah, I... I wanted to love the movie. Uh, it From the very start of the movie, it, it had this really crazy cool action scene with a car chase in Mexico City. And then this narration started, and it was so basic and limp. And it was like reading the back of a, of a book jacket. And I remember thinking to myself, I hope the movie gets smarter and it never did. It never did. Uh, the whole concept is that uh, there, are, in the whole world, there are about 500 or so people who have this gift where they uh, basically, and we're all reincarnated life after life, but these 500 people or so, they have every memory of every life leading up to that one. Um, there are people who see that as a gift and want to use it to better humanity. Uh, and then there's another sort of faction of people that are called nihilists that are tortured by all those memories and want to destroy humanity so that they don't have to be reincarnated again. So it's this whole you know good versus evil thing going on. Mark Wahlberg is stuck in the middle as a uh, reincarnated infinite who uh, does not yet have all of his memories. Um, in fact he has been treated as if he has schizophrenia because he from a young age because he had all these weird, Flashbacks of lifetimes that weren't his. Um, the frustrating thing is the flashbacks are so incredibly interesting. You see showguns and people in the middle of wars and uh, all these uh, amazing little nuggets, and you never get to hear or learn a single bit about any of those lives. Uh, and you keep thinking that when he does, you'll get more information, and you don't. So that was an opportunity missed. Um, as soon as he is made a, made aware of. Who who he is and who he is supposed to become. He instantly just starts with the sort of Bruce Willis quips that make no sense because if I had that kind of information dropped in my lap, I would take a minute to be like, wow, and not just start making jokes about it. So that, again, (laughs) they were were going for an audience there. I don't know. It wasn't me. Um, So the bad guy has this egg that he had created and Wahlberg in a previous life had killed the scientist that made the egg and all of the and destroyed all the intelligence leading up to it. But this egg is like this doomsday device that destroys everything in the world with DNA, and therefore makes it impossible for anyone to reincarnate. Uh, so at the end of at the very beginning of the movie, the end of the life that Mark Wahlberg's previous life was, he's hiding this egg. And so now that uh, they realize Mark Wahlberg is this reincarnate, they're trying to jog his memory to find out where the egg is. The good guys want it. The bad guys want it. Sounds like a Total Recall, man. It, it's, it's Total Recall. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's mate, It's Matrix. And, and also there's that whole element like from Total Recall, which is a great example, Diego, of is this happening or is he having a psychotic mm-hmm. break? So you kind of wonder that all along. This um this doomsday device, I, I had a hard time taking seriously. It looks like if Hot Topic sold sex toys, it's just really this dumb little <laughs> metal egg. I'm not feeling it. Um, but even like the Matrix parallels, they have bullet time special effects. There's a, towards the end of the movie, there's this Neo moment uh, involving uh, like, like Mark Wahlberg's character standing on top of a plane with no re- regard to physics whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um. At the very end of the movie, one of his lines, in, again, with the really basic narration is death isn't the end. And I was like, but thankfully it is for this movie because <laughs> yeah. we're done because it's over. So uh, I'm, looking,
1: I- uh, I'm looking at the, the reviews online. Oh, yeah. How are they? They are bashing it. It's like Infinite misses the mark. Wahlberg. No oh, <laughs> oh good. a I- strong argument for booting Mark
0: Wahlberg out of sci-fi. <laughs> Oh, you know, and I agree. It just the, the whole thing. It felt like they had all the ingredients for a great cake, and that's then your they didn't boy, even Amy. bake it. They just threw it all in the street, left it. So that's well, two you know, down. he
2: has he has his niche. Like he's there are some parts that he's made for. One of my favorite movies that he was in is Fear way back in the day with Reese Witherspoon and Alyssa Milano when he's like banging on the door. He's like, let me in, Mr. Walker. And I was like, Um, and he's such a bad guy in that movie. And he's so good in it. He was so good in, um, what was he in? Was it The Italian Job? He was Mm -hmm. so good. Like he's so good in so many different things. But then like The Happening like, oh, it just, it just wasn't believable for him, you know? And that's the thing. I feel like I love, and I, oh my God, Blind Date with Steve Carell and uh, Tina Fey. He was fan Like, he's, he's and The Good Guys with Will Ferrell. He's actually really good in, like, playing the straight man in a comedic. I didn't Ted. see Ted. I love I, Ted. I, I, I did not see that with the teddy bear. Oh, uh, um, you're not a real fan
1: then. I knew it. I
2: guess not. I guess. I, I don't know. Anyway, like he has his parts that he's really good at, but like like the happening was kind of sci-fi too you know and maybe that's just not his genre so quit saying bad things about him maybe it just wasn't the right part for him guys
0: it was you don't not. know
2: you don't know how hard it is to act in a sci-fi film
0: or to not act Shh. in one
2: all right all right <laughs> Why don't you guys, I know you both watch, you've been, and I'm still, I haven't gone past episode one, but how is Loki shaping up?
1: Loki is pretty dope. (laughs) It's really dope. Um, I know a lot of people that I've talked to said that episode three was a little slow for them, but I I liked it because it opened up like a lot of different possibilities and a lot of different theories about almost, you know, kind of like Total Recall, what's real, what's not real. Cause there's that one part in episode three and Amy, I, I, it might ruin. it. I don't think it ruined it, but whatever. It's okay. Uh, she talks. She's kind of like he asks Lady Loki or or Sylvie, how does she, how is she able to enchant people? How is she able to, you know, control their minds so easily? And she like explained how she taught herself. And Loki's like, what? And she kind of goes into it, not with a lot of detail, but she kind of goes into, you know, how she's able to go into their mind and if. You know, for some people, it's real easy, and then some people are a lot harder. So, it kind of made me think, like, man, is she enchanting Loki? Or throughout this episode, did Loki figure out how to do it, and now he's enchanting her to get information out of her? Um, So, that that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. You know, they're stuck on the planet that's about to blow up, and they're trying to escape. And at the end of the episode, like, the ship that they were trying to get on to escape the planet blew up. So So, that's...
0: Go ahead, oh, Diego. I gotta jump in. I, I totally agree with you about this episode. How great it was. Uh, a couple of little nuggets. Like I was thinking the same thing about is she enchanting Loki, um, and because the episode itself seemed really different from one and two stylistically. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I, so I'm a nerd. I was googling to see what lamentus was in the Marvel universe, and one of the things I saw was that mentis is Latin for the mind. So mm. this whole thing could be a Loki. Blue pill, you know. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I also subtitled this episode "Throw Loki from the train." <laughs> uh, but then also for me, it kind of felt like like a Doctor Who episode. Do you watch Doctor Who at all? I've caught
1: the first a uh, couple episodes. It, it's...
2: I love Doctor Who.
0: So it, this particular episode had that kind of uh, that that flavor to it, and I'll let you if you if you do go back and watch these, I'd be curious to see if you agree. But uh, I like again. It, the episode might not have propelled the story in drastic directions, but it was this incredible cat and mouse getting to yeah. know uh, Lady Loki slash Sylvie slash possibly the Enchantress. There's a lot yep. of that going on online. You know, getting to figure out who she is slash can we trust her and watching Loki try to trust her, knowing that Loki can never be trusted. It was just and a like dance. I said, it was a dance. And
1: like I said, it opened up a lot of other things because there's that one tidbit. About you know, Loki realizes that the TVA, like these people, the agents weren't created at the TVA. They're variants, almost mm-hmm. themselves, right? Is that what he said? That they re- is that what uh, Sylvie said that they're not?
0: Yeah, that they had their minds wiped, but that they, they had, had lives their minds wiped that.
1: exactly. So then that goes back to Owen Wilson's character who was like looking at jet skis. So now in his past life, he was a big jet ski guy. Yeah, And that's... the TVA wiped his mind. And it Men also... Men in Black of, style. And,
0: it, and, it, and it, again, if, if, if these all-knowing, all-powerful time-space lizards, they call them, uh, if, if they are lying about their very origin, their very existence of, of the TVA, what else are they lying about? And it makes them seem less like the noble authority that Loki is bucking to more of an enemy that Loki needs to defeat. Hmm. If, that, if that makes sense. Like, I... I lo- that fact that we now know that they're liars kind of i think propels the story in a different direction for me
2: so it's interesting because you in infinite and then in this one the matrix was mentioned wiping people's minds was mentioned what's real what's not real was mentioned like that's really interesting that both of these kind of seem to have that similar piece to it you know you know what
0: you know what's missing hmm. tiger tigers <laughs> and Mark Wahlberg <laughs>
2: Come on guys. Come on. <laughs> All right. Um so Mark, why don't we talk about um False Positive? Oh. <laughs> Which I was so excited for False Positive. It looked really good. I was. I was like, "Oh, I really want to see False Positive." It has Pierce Brosnan in it, it has Justin Thoreau, and I was like, "Oh, all-star cast. Like this is going to be fantastic." And so it was predictable, and then it was terrible, Mm -hmm. right? There's this couple, and they can't get pregnant. And so the husband worked with this renowned fertility doctor, and the guy is like, okay, I'll see you. And then just from the first appointment, I'm sorry. I would have hightailed out of there so quickly just upon meeting this guy he's gonna do the like internal examination and he's like not to be too graphic but he's like got the speculum and he's putting like the jelly on it and he's doing it in this super creepy way and i'm like oh my god my husband looks at me he's like what is he doing it well- was so uncomfortable to watch.
0: Well and also I mean you kind of know just from like the, the trailers and stuff that this is gonna be suspenseful slash horror. Uh and and in that moment when he is diving headfirst into her no-no place, he says, right. I wish I could clone myself. I'm like, yes, oh.
2: Yes. Oh, my God. And I was like, Pierce. oh, okay. So <laughs> he's giving everybody his himself. Like, he's the only person who's leaving a sample anywhere. And he's impregnating all the women at the clinic with himself. Like, you knew it right off the bat. And then so she winds up ge- becoming pregnant. And she's pregnant with... Three babies, two twin boys and a girl, and they the doc he's like you you really need to get rid of the girl, um, you know there's there's just no chance that she's really gonna survive blah 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 blah, and so the woman does like her own research and she says to her husband I wanna I want to. Um, I can't think of the word reduce. I want to selectively reduce the boys Um, because I I have always dreamed of having a girl, and you know one baby is going to have a greater chance than these two babies of you know being strong and healthy, whatever. And so he's like, okay, that's what we'll do, and and you just know, you know, because everything they're they're just trying to convince her to get rid of that girl you know they're going to get rid of the boys and then they do and she has the babies and it's the boy and then it's another boy and she's like what and she goes to him, and it didn't even make sense like it doesn't even make sense and she keeps thinking that she's hearing things and seeing things in her apartment and she's having these whacked out dreams and she finds like her husband has this safe she doesn't know about but then She tells somebody, and then um, Brooke from One Tree Hill becomes her friend, and I'm like, "Don't talk to her. She's gonna sell you." (laughs) I can't. I can't even give you like a real, like, spoiler full review because the story doesn't even make any sense. It was one of the worst things that I think I've watched in a really long time. It was not suspenseful. It was not horrific. It was just like the whole time we're just looking at it, and then we would look at each other and we're like,
0: What? What? You know, I don't know. So, I let me start by saying I, I hated this movie. I did. Um, <laughs> I, I tried to like it, I tried to overthink it and find something good in it, which is which I'm prone to do. Um, mm-hmm. I looked at it from the point of view of any woman out there who has got, I mean, I, and Amy. Jump in here and correct me, but even from a point of view of going to a gynecologist, but when you add into the elements, uh, in, into it, the elements of uh, reproductive issues, infertility, and the feelings that women have in an industry, yeah. it, in, in this movie, everyone around her was male and they were yeah. mansplaining to her and they were gaslighting her and dismissing her concerns as mommy brain. Um, and for me, the horror was almost that feeling of women lay on a table 100,000 times a year and feel this way. Like, right. that was scary to me. And, yeah, yeah. And, um, like, I, I just, I felt like, it, you know, you wanted to like uh, Justin Theroux, the husband, Adrian, who's his name in the movie. Yeah. Um, and then he turned into a, a mansplainer and a, and a, uh, you know, just a, a patronizing a her feelings. And a liar. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of it, all a liar. Um. So for me, I thought that was an element that gave me a level of tension and fear and and horror was what this poor woman's going through, except all of her fears are coming to life. Like, as irrational as people will tell you they are when you're lying on the table or or reading a chart about your reproduction issues, Mm -hmm. you know, here it's really happening. These things, these crazy situations are really happening. Um, Yeah. What I didn't like about the movie, and again, spoiler, turn the volume down if you don't want to hear it, but... um, there was sort of this, this hero in the movie of sorts, a a, a, a doula that was mm-hmm. helping her with her birth plan. It was the only real trust, trustworthy woman in the film. And in it, leading up to the birth, she was, uh, she had a head wrap and she had native, uh, tribal masks in her office. And it was very sort of, uh, African, African, Afro-American heritage, just all over the place. And then after the baby was born, when the, uh, mom character is trying to get some answers she goes back to her office and the woman is dressed in a contemporary way her office is very modern and the woman says to her i'm and she, she and the mom says you know i thought you were so I, this office felt more cultural before and she looked at her and she goes no it wasn't i'm not your mystical negress yeah and so yeah for me, so
2: it, she was in it too yeah, or, well, the, no. or did the woman imagine it
0: so I took it as that, in the midst of all of this, that the the main character, the mother, oh, forgetting her name, that she was having some kind of a psychotic break as well, and that made the whole ending of the movie hard to trust for me. And then, of course, the very last scene is completely outer space.
2: Oh, I can't even. I can't. I can't even. My husband's like, "What just happened?" I was like, "I think she just threw the babies out the window," <laughs> but then she, but then she didn't throw the babies out the window because then she handed them to her husband and what left. What
1: show are you guys watching?
2: I'm, t-
0: <laughs> it, I'm telling you.
2: Diego, you dodged a bullet on this one.
0: Yeah, Diego, like the last 15 minutes of the movie, the last 15 minutes of the movie, she is drenched in blood carrying around a placenta. So I'm... I can't even... Oh my
2: God, in the end, the, oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. It was terrible. The only time,
0: the only time Pierce Brosnan has been creepier is when he was singing in Mamma Mia. (laughs)
2: That's a good point. It was... It might have been one of the, and again, you know me too, right? Like I'm, it's very hard for me to say I don't like something. Yeah. I did not like this movie. I give
0: I this movie two sperm-filled test tubes way down. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. It was horrifyingly awful. Maybe that was the horror—is how bad it was. I I can't really think of any other way to say it. So.
1: Well, let's get so, into yeah. something that's good then.
2: Yes, and you you wrap us up here with the show that you won't stop talking about.
1: So, I'm a little late to the party because I believe the show came out in late 2019, but you know, me like many other people I know don't really have Apple TV like streaming service. Not many people I know like subscribe to it. But I was lucky enough to get like a free one-year subscription to it. And I kept hearing about this show called C, S-E-E, like vision. And I was like, and I always put it off, put it off. Then I saw that it got season two started in August and I think it already got renewed for season three. So I was like, and it's got my boy, Jason Momoa. I think he's awesome ever since Game of Thrones. So I said, why not? And I gotta tell you, It's really, really effing good. Like, I really enjoyed this show. I really am looking forward to August when Season 2 comes out. And uh, so, basically, a virus has wiped out, like, almost all of human civilization. There's less than 2 million people left in the world. Uh, And pretty much the virus has made everyone blind. Everyone is blind no vision nothing uh, and I'll be honest I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention right away but I didn't realize everyone was blind right away like I was watching it and I was like oh man that person's blind and then like the next scene I was like wait a second I think that person's blind too and then it dawned on me holy crap everyone's blind and I was just so amazed by all the intricacies of the world that the creators of the show put into how these people communicate, how they traverse, how they go hunting, how they live their lives. And it's just it's so dope. And it's pretty much Jason Momoa raises these two kids. Who his, I guess, wife gave birth to. Or his girlfriend. I don't, I don't know if they're married or not. Uh, and they're born with vision. They can see. Um, But the father of the kid is some other guy. And this other guy, Jerla Morrell. He is being pretty much hunted by the witch. Uh, not the witch. The queen of like the local, I guess kingdom here for being a witch so they have this witch hunter going throughout the for the next 15 20 years looking for this guy looking for these kids looking for what they're calling witches anyone that has you know that's vision or whatever uh, witches and it's just this whole journey of the jason momoa and his like tribe and his group of people escaping moving going to find jerla morale like city of enlightenment or building of enlightenment they end up getting there the children end up getting there and it turns out to be like not what they expected and just a lot of twists and turns and the action sequence i have to say is right up there for me with like john wick and i love me some john wick so the action sequence is good the story is good the, the scenery everything about this show was so dope so, so dope. I know, Amy, I've been telling you for the last couple of days, you, you got to figure out a way to get uh, Apple TV subscriptions and so you can watch this because yeah. it's so good. So good.
2: So is it like, and I, I can't remember the premise now. I don't remember why everybody was blindfolded, but was it like Bird Box?
1: No, no, this was not okay. like Bird Box. In uh, okay. bird box, there was like demons that if you saw them, like you would end up like offing yourself. I think. Or... Oh,
2: that's right. Okay. That was twisted. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. I couldn't no, remember this why is...
2: everybody had to be blindfolded. Okay.
1: Which no, this was just this virus came. They don't really go into the virus. Like they give you like that little like before the episode starts. Episode one starts like a little like blurb of a virus came in the 21st century. Population less than two million around the world. And then that's okay. it. And then everyone's blind. So I'm just assuming that the virus like caused everyone to go blind. Hmm. And now you now have... let me ask this. Go ahead.
2: Because we talked about Mark Wahlberg having a niche, right? How was Jason Momoa in this? Because it's definitely not the kind so of role you would think good. of him for. So really. good.
1: He's so good. Okay. His name. First of all, his name. He. I think Jason Momoa is gonna have the best names in all the shows that he does. In Game of Thrones, who is Drago, right? Yeah. And this, his name is Baba Voss. Baba Voss. Okay. Baba Voss is a bad man. Like he, he, when he fought, he fights off like armies pretty much by himself. And he has this big old like axe sword that comes apart, and it's an axe, and then it's a sword. And he, and everyone's blind, right? Like I said, so like the way that they fight is like just by sound and but they also have everyone has like these super senses so like they have like people in the tribe that have different jobs and one person's like a sentier, and he can scent like smell things from like hunt like miles away and the one lady she'll be like oh you know what they're a hundred heartbeats away so like oh, wow. everyone has like, yeah everyone has like almost like super senses of like uh smell and uh hearing and things like that. And just Jason Momoa's character, he's, like, super, like, fighter. He can, like, almost like um, Daredevil where, like, Daredevil is blind. But he can, like, hear the echo, like, the echo vibration or whatever that's called. Echo location off, like, the walls mm-hmm. and stuff. Okay. Uh, so, it's just, so it's just so, so good. So I guess and it's then, not
2: that much of a stretch for him because that is very no. similar to his other characters.
1: And then what you see is that this guy, Ger- Gerla Morel, I think, I hope I'm saying that right he's like gone around and he slept with like a couple different women to give birth to these kids with vision and like with the goal of them all coming to his building of enlightenment where he has like books and like uh electricity and he's just trying to build like the world up but it's not like as it's meant to like look at and it's like he's really not the savior that um you know, Jason Momoa's kids thought that he was going to be.
2: Oh, okay. So it's okay. like, yeah.
1: So that's so at season one ends like on a big like cliffhanger, like oh man, like we got we got to see what's going on in season two.
2: Okay, all right. Well, that's good to know. So I don't know how I'm going to get Apple TV, but if I do, I will. Uh, I'll I'll check that one out. So that's good. But those of you who have Apple TV, you yeah, should be checking it out.
1: Yeah, if you if you haven't seen C, definitely, definitely peep it. Definitely peep it. CC. It's so good. Yeah, C.C. <laughs> and CC. now that I'm
2: looking, now that I'm looking back through my notes, we really did hit everything pretty much except for Netflix this week. So if you have Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime Video, then you should be checking out The Wilds. If you have Paramount, then you should be checking out Infinite. If you have Disney Plus, you want to get yourself caught up with Loki. If you have Hulu, you want to steer clear of false positive. <laughs> um, and if you have Apple TV, you want to be checking out. See. I do, I want Apple TV because I also want to see, um, I really want to see that uh, Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon morning show yeah, uh, which is really also good. Apple TV. I want to see that so badly. So there is stuff on Apple TV I want to see. I just I just don't have it. So all right. All right. I mean, you know, if Apple wants us to, you know, review more of their shows and they want to give us some subscriptions, <laughs> totally on board with that Apple TV. Um but anyway, so yeah, that's that's what we got this week.
1: All right. So As always, everyone, you know, definitely check out the Facebook page. Leave us some comments. Download the episode. Share, share, share. And if anything, we'll catch you on episode 30 of the Boontron Podcast, where we review and we'll continue to press play on Netflix. Bye, everyone. Later. This is just a disclaimer. No members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by any of the streaming services mentioned in this episode, nor do they have any business ties with those streaming services. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and all news and information that is shared is simply what these Yahoos found online.